All right. Welcome back to another episode of Home with the Cousins. This is K-Biz style. Uh, we got Crazy Jeff Devlin with us on this one, so we're going to try and we're, we're going to try and get through it, through it in one piece. We um we we've gotten we've got pick up pick up your microphone. Okay, I got to talk into this thing. Now we can hear. I'm I'm adjusting. I didn't know you hit. I didn't know you hit play. Well, listen, you got to be ready when you're dealing with the cousins, bro. We got a chef from South Carolina making some badass food, and uh, we each have saddled up with two beers. Two. So, um, so this could get interesting Delicious. if it hasn't already. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So, Mr. Devlin, you've got quite the resume. You wanna you wanna spout some of that out for us, or do I need to list all the shows? No, you do. See if you know. I can't. See, you know, can't you're like, all, I got no. I got Ellen's Design Challenge for sure. Yeah. So and I got Stonehouse Revival. That's 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 uh, current. That's still current. So for whatever reasons, years ago, they thought it was a good idea to put me on camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure they regret it now. But it's it started with Spice Up My Kitchen. Okay. Uh, that was before our time. That was it. Well, it was it was probably like eight, almost ten years ago. So wow, okay. that ran six seasons, and wow. then I did the you know the TV thing. Took a year off. And was just kind of, you know, you come, you got to come down from that whole thing because that was my first experience. Sure. And then uh, I jumped into what was next? Oh, a show that uh, if I say it out if loud, somebody's going to Google it. I? No, I remember it, but I just <laughs> don't want people to watch it. Um, it doesn't. It's it's no longer airing. It was on A and E. It's called Drill Team. And no, it wasn't gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. I was like, oh man. I John got really word, excited. As soon as the words started coming out of his mouth, I'm like, he's actually. Yeah. You know what? I, oh, wait. I am, so I'm wait, going to Google that. Is there, do we have like a, do I have to be careful? No. Okay. No, we curse a lot on the podcast. Okay. Well, I'm not going to uh, curse. We let people know that we curse on the podcast. I'm going to put so. my kids to sleep to this podcast. So I, 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 won't, I, I won't curse. I doubt that very Dude, much. There's food being dropped on the ground. Grab that. That's good food. Jeez. So, you know, as with 99.9% of the, the people who do what we do on television, we do it for real. Um, right. And that's why we, we like talking to, to all our friends and being that it's K-Biz and everybody's here. What a great opportunity to do it in person because most of these things, believe it or not, we got to do on the phone because we're obviously all running in opposite oh, yeah, directions. That's so fun. It's cool to see you guys in person. You know, we you see know, each we other through Instagram right. and stuff like that. Um, I usually at, only get once a year to have beers together. And, and it's, true. you know what? Cheers, and two, two Two beers. Cheers. Two beers. By the way, John... Really going hey, there, man, buddy. I'm, I'm getting in there. We're getting. In. What you guys don't see is is John is chugging. Um, he has a beer hat on with two sides and straws, and he is having his way with that Bud Light. So I know you're a busy man. I don't know how much time you've had to to check out our podcast, but it's. it's I have. I've listened to it, and I've actually. Awesome. And the reason why Amazing. I do is because I think in this industry we always have to look to get inspired. And you always have to see different people's perspective. I mean, sure. I would be an absolute moron if I thought my way was the only way. Right. So you have to open your mind up. And especially the toughest part, being a contractor at 44 years old, is is accepting new knowledge and not being so stuck in a box. So I'm always, and I respect you guys. That's awesome, And I respect man. I many, that. many guys Ditto, in the bro. industry and women for that matter. Yeah. How do you guys do it? What is this? And interesting to hear what you guys do. And, you know, we all have done the home shows before, and we have these speeches. And you try, I call them speeches, uh, <laughs> lectures. Talks, uh, yeah. Yeah, talks. But you're, you're, most importantly, what you're trying to do is educate people to make, and this is going to sound selfish, to make our lives better. And educate. So how do you communicate with a contractor? How do you budget? The tough conversations with, like, look, here's the toughest thing I told somebody. You're not ready to renovate. Well, I'm going to go hire somebody else. Of course you're going to go hire somebody else. But here's the deal. This We've is going to more jobs for honesty than for any other reason. But that it's okay. 
Well, you don't have to take every job nowadays. And, and, and I, I like that. So I guess let's let's break it down a little bit. You are... I would, I would are we going to rap say, now? No, no, say, you are a master woodworker. You love wood, no. right? So, I, okay, I mean, this is, is going to get uncomfortable said, for both we, of us we right now. We were talking about um, this, that you say wood. I do, I do. Love I love wood. With wood. If it has wood involved, you can create and you can build. I try, here, I am not... I am not... I, the master carpenter thing, that's Norm Abram. That is somebody who I respect very highly. So I have still a lot to learn, and I've seen a lot of, like, I love watching all of the different woodworkers throughout this entire process on Instagram create, and I get inspired myself. I, I hate saying it, and my girlfriend's always like, don't say that, or... Because it demeans my demeans me, supposedly she says, but she says I don't think so, man. You're a humble guy and no. you're talented, no, but we all day, know the difference between a master woodworker. I don't necessarily know that homeowners, you know, separate to that level. So you're you're a professional at what you do. You're an expert at what you do. A master okay. woodworker is a very specific term right. that you're taking to heart, and I appreciate that. No, because I don't you want respect it the around. shit out of those guys. Yeah, you have to as do it. Right. I mean, 100%. When I, if you've ever seen, if you guys have ever seen somebody hand make a Windsor, oh. Windsor chair, and I'm talking hand make it, like when when they unroll their their uh, their chisels in their bag leather pouch that they've had that like for 20 years, years old, old that have like literally their skin stuck. <laughs> <laughs> like that to me. Yeah. But at the same time, that's an artist, right? You're talking so, about someone that is but here's designing the deal. and creating. What am, what amazes me about that process, most importantly, is that these guys are artists. Yes, but they are invested in this. They don't. They're not driving Ferraris or Audis or anything like that. Not that there's you know whatever. These guys are humble guys that love. They have this. Their blood's different. They have the sense to have purpose. They have the integrity, and that's what I just. I, the older I get, the more important it is to me to be like, oh, cool. I remember building yep. that. That's got my name on it. That I want, and I want the longevity of that. Here's my number. I don't care if I'm, by the way, the Bud Light is really kicking back. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> it's, it's Jeff Burp. I think it's also guys. the tacos I had for lunch. I'll, I'll do my best to edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I don't know if um, you have that filter for it. You know, I, I want to close the circle on, on what you were saying a little bit earlier, though, and that is that, you you know, continuing to learn from other people. So when John and I started the podcast, it was to get information out. And we did this project planning series on our best practice, on the way we've learned to, to deliver this message. And as we rounded that out, the first people we turn to is this group of friends that we've made in this industry to get their perspective, right. to tell us something that we maybe missed in our first seven or eight right. episodes, and to get your best practice, Allison Victoria, Josh Temple, Jason Cameron, you know, all these people that we've talked to so far, right. and, and we want to keep doing this because the more information we can give to people, our goal is to save you time, money, and heartache, and if that means you're not fucking ready to renovate yet, right? That's great oh, advice we can to somebody. Say, we can say, Mark, yeah, you can say whatever you want, dude. <laughs> well, let, me, let me ask you this question. You work. By the way, guys, John and I are sharing a mic because we I, were I was a little say, underprepared for K Biz. That was Anthony's fault. No, no problem. But but this is the question that I have for you. So you deal with a lot of older homes that people have a ton of renovation to do inside. We've done these renovation projects where you don't know what to expect. It can get a little hairy sometimes. Dealing with the older homes, which a lot of people live in, and they want to update to make new, of course, and keep the history, right? What would you tell people, what are the first steps to make sure that you're preserving the history, but you're also doing the right thing and doing the right job inside? So th uh, that's a tough one. It, re it really is a tough well, question because my process, you know? my process, my process... 
is, I don't want to say different by any means, but each house is different and every person's needs is different. So while if somebody is inviting me into their house and saying like, hey, I want to do this renovation, they're hopefully choosing me because of what they've seen in the past. You know, I've been in many people's homes where they want to modernize it and they do. I'm not the guy to do that. I would love to take the money and and, and do something really cool, but I'm well, not well, that then, good well, at then it. Then what would you, would you suggest? <laughs> it's, it's planning well, would, would, would you suggest people are working with contractors that are very experienced? Yes. In I've seen renovation projects for historic homes, like, yes. like because I think historic people here. Historic, Contractor's not a contractor. No, no, no. Exactly. It's not like you can't hire a tile well, contractor. What you're, to be what an you're hiring, right, is artisans. Because so, it's more of an artisan trade to keep it period correct. You're hiring a name that is going to be stapled to your house, or uh, right. it's going to be that's going to be well. It's the longevity of a company. So what I, I look for, if you're if you're an older home uh, owner, the first thing is, is is humble yourself because you are going to spend way more money than you ever anticipated. That's a great point. You're going to spend more money than what you expect. It is older home. It's not cost effective. Right. So you are you're a part well, of history. So, so before you go too far, because I, I like to break. Take things a commercial down. break. No, no, no. Oh. no commercials. No, you're you're commercial free, bro. Okay. This is okay. A commercial free hour. Uh, this this segment brought two. to you by beer. <laughs> uh, but I think it's important to tell people why these things cost money, right? So, like, there's historic, and like we were starting to talk about last night with historic. You've got the the historic commission in town. Then you've got the building inspectors, and they are, you know, uh, grossly opposed in a lot of occasions. And then we also need to talk about the the products that need to be put in when you're talking about wood-clad windows, for example, or other period correct items. So to say you're going to spend more money than you you realize, I want to give the people the why. So anywhere you can say like this is an example of why, you know, the foundation is this, and you can only fix it with you know X. So. I think any good contractor, when you walk into a house, you're going to look at a wall and you're going to say, okay, they want to demo this. I will invariably always try to keep plaster because I think that that's part of the old home. If for whatever reasons that plaster has to be replaced, I will recommend plastering it back up. How many people that you know, plaster do you laugh, know plaster I mean, that will plaster a wall? Now, I'm no, not going to go and, and I don't. laugh. I don't think yeah. So finding that expertise. I knew one guy probably eight years ago, and I dead. don't know where he is anymore. Yeah, he's probably he, dead. He reformed. So there's this beautiful um, plaster ceiling detail uh-huh. in this brownstone we were doing. It, it, there was a drop ceiling. It had never been touched. So there were like three or four of these ornate flower details that had busted, and he he molded the one that was in place. Uh-huh came back like three weeks later with these dried molds and like reattached. Probably took all day too. All day? He was there for three weeks? So the, it was unbelievable. But these guys aren't, are, they're not making like $17,000 an hour. It's I think he was charging me $100, $200 a day. So, it, and that, but see, that was yeah. at 930 Park. So those sort of things, these these artisans are out there and they do, it's not that they charge a lot of money. You're talking about somewhat of an uncertainty when you open up a wall. But if I'm going to have to deal with a wall, I, I'm going to automatically throw in insulation. I'm going to automatically have to deal with 18 different things. I'm, I'm going to find some electrical issues. I'm going to find this. I'm going to find that. It is inevitable that there is going to be certain things. As soon as I touch the wall and open the wall, guess what? Permitting. Permitting happens. So therefore, you have to calculate all of those sort of things. So that's the, the biggest qu- Go ahead. Finish you your thought. Can't, the stuff that I would prefer to put in. Now, everybody's different. The stuff that I would prefer to put in, like a trim, I'm going to make it myself. And I... 
what I would hope that most people understand is that your home, you start to connect with people. You can go to the big box store and go buy your trim off the shelf. Of course. You will be like every goddamn stick and hairy down the street. And if that's what you want, that's fine. But an old home, it's the character, it's the smell, it's the cold, it's the every single thing. It's the, it's the imperfection it's, it's the of the lack home of too. detail that is so important, but how powerful that lack of detail, a simple beaded casing with a hand-cut jack miter that I walk into a house where you see the, the square peg. Don't talk dirty to me. Yeah, you're damn right. <laughs> Hold on, square peg, square peg round hole. They're like, yeah, that you know, that's, that's, a, that's a saying that we use all the time, but that was used all the time back then. So you're taking a square peg, putting it around hole to lock a tenant in so that there is no glue. So these sort of details that you see, I think that get lost now, okay, how much time does it take? Maybe it's a little extra time, but it's also what people don't understand is you put your name on it. Sure. So therefore, oh, not that I, is it there? Is oh more my God, what is that green Sarah. stuff? <laughs> okay. Little surfer turn. Oh, look at this. Wow. Oh, wow. and forks. We we are getting we're getting oh, steak okay. put down in front of us. We're getting salmon put down. We're getting asparagus. We are we are really getting tickets. It's the best podcast ever. Beers, beers, steak, fish, and uh, asparagus. Unbelievable. Let me ask you this: If a homeowner has a house like this, and they just bought it, and they're unsure of where to find these artisans, any tips or areas they can look to find them? Because that's a what we're talking about. They're hard to find. Google. I mean, no, <laughs> Google. I, I, no, no, I think, honest to God, I think it's also, I think the old home community is bigger than you think. And I think you reach out. You go to the Historic Planning Commission meetings or you go to the Historic Council or whatever they are locally. There's all sorts of historic societies. You go to them and be like, who's yep. the builder of the area? You'll find the guy. You'll find the girl that will be able to tackle that. They'll tell you. The thing that people start to have problems with is they try to validate cost. They're like, well, that seems like a lot of money. All right, well, here's the deal. At the end of the day, what do you want to make a day? Right. What, like, this is your home. The investment is in your home, but not so much, okay, the resale value. Because in, in an older home, I have never, ever once thought about resale value. Not once. Because it doesn't... It's not, it's not going to equate on a dollar per dollar basis. No, it's a feeling. And what I, and I say it all the time, and probably people are like, oh my God, I heard him say this 400 times, is that when I go into a house, I, I will do some type of research to figure out, okay, who's owned the property? And who's then, owned it? Who was the architect of record? Who is? You, where is the state back to? Guys, he's actually giving really good information right now. So I'm they better shocked. listen. I better listen. I'm actually. I'm, a, I'm like, what the fuck are you John shocked about? John shocked that you're giving good information. Yeah, Couldn't possibly be more of an asshole to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at Devlin. He's giving. He's giving golden. Listen, when Jeff Jeff suit Jeff is super passionate about old homes, man. That's, now I don't remember what I'm saying. My head's too big. Uh. Well, you know, one of the questions, if I can pivot a little bit, that, that no, really I, that's that's what me. it was. I forget, because I go do want to finish this go, point, go, go, is go. that um, the deed of a house. We research these deeds, and we go back, and we say, okay, this family owned the house in 1750. When you bought your house, did you research your deed? You know what? You didn't care so much. Maybe it's not that old. I bet you where you guys are at, it's probably pretty old. You guys are in an older area. There's some research there. So now imagine you live in an old house. I researched my own deed, went back. Guess what? Benedict Arnold's wife's family lived in my house. Holy shit. Yeah. That's then, cool. then I start researching who is this Benedict Arnold? We all know him as a trader, but again, if you go back, okay, why did he do what he did? You know, you try to get into the mind so of this it's, stuff. It's the it story. Becomes a story. Now, I'm on the same damn deed that 
Benedict Arnold's That's character. nuts. Like, that to me is why value, I get goosebumps. I'll get goosebumps in my arm every single time. Sure. And we're here for a short well, amount of time. You want to be philosophical. We're here for a short amount of time. You cannot put pay. a value. You, it, There's no value that you can put on We all on look that. for purpose. What are we it's here for? It's an intangible. For? What are we here for? Like, you know, what are we here for? We make right. people smile. What do we do in television? We're here to just inspire? No. We're here to hopefully create a name that when people hear, hey, we did this television. Yeah, I remember watching this show. I was inspired. I did this. I did that. We want purpose. Yep. And I think that we fight it sometimes. Uh, we do this, we do that. We try to find it on a daily basis. I found my purpose. Now, whether or not it, I make a million dollars doing it, that, again, it would be great. Right. Uh, it would be fun if send no, checks listen, to Jeff Duffin. Nobody's going to complain getting paid, but I, I understand your point. Um, and, and I think, you know, from, happy. A, from, a, from a passion perspective, I think that you, of anybody we've had on the podcast, you've really – you know, nailed it in terms of wh why you do what you do. Well, why passion we do only what goes so far. You have to put in the work. Kids, I don't want to say kids don't. Hundred percent. Well, passion for, is one to, thing. to me, if I'm passionate, and I'm putting in the work. And you're right. I shouldn't glaze over that point. But to me, when I say when you're passionate about it, that inherently to me means I'm putting in the fucking yeah. work. Yeah, you're you know? doing. You're God. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Yeah. That's like damn work. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable when you call it out. I'm like, yeah, that's like, that. Yeah. Uh, do it. Am yeah. I the only one on the second beer? Uh, I've been talking so Devil's damn much. Talking so now much. I'm hey, screaming. Listen, when you're a guest, you have to talk more. That's why John and I are eating our food and drinking oh, yeah, yeah, our well, beer. Okay. And you're just so you guys get breaks. You have some steak, and, and I'll ask I'll ask the question, and, and you can take your time answering it because I can edit out the dead space. So don't worry about it. Try not to chew into the microphone. Nobody's going to enjoy that. Oh, oh come on, Devlin. <laughs> yeah, try to cut that one out, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to lose half the segment. Um, so the, one of the interesting challenges to me, and, and, and I ask this because when John and I work in older structures in Jersey City, Hoboken area, what we have decided to do is really respect the facade and the exterior of the home. But because it's multifamily especially and you need to bring things up to fire life safety code, it becomes so cost prohibitive in terms of making it a sprinklers everywhere in making it a business really? right 100%, 100%. So thank god that code I remember of, so, what was it like 5 years ago when they were like yeah all residential new homes are going to have um, over 4 sprinklers. units I'm like, 4 what? units and more yeah. right yeah so we decided to go with our you know old meets new aesthetic inside the Italian kitchens hanging on the rustic brick wall and accentuating some of those fun um, details in that and that warm history but in large part we did a period correct restoration to the exterior and we modernized the interior so my but my question is God, it takes keeping forever it, to get to the question jesus well because i'm laying it out <laughs> for you no so, so the question my beer now i guess so the, so the question well i'm trying to give you time to eat and drink though. stop complaining <laughs> so the question is when you are keeping the interior period correct and you're talking about plaster and lath but you're also talking about wire from 1910. How do you get yourself up to electrical code? How do you get yourself up to plumbing code, not have the building department completely pissed off at you, and accomplish the mission of keeping the period correct? You don't. I'm sorry, I'm so you fucking have, long. You have to. You have to. You have to piss somebody off in the process. The hardest part is the most. Again, I don't want to say all the homeowners because that's not fair. Um, but they don't know what it takes to do certain things. And when they say, "Well, just put another bathtub in there," or "Just put, move the drain over a little bit here," you don't realize. 
I'm hacking through 250-year-old logs. And like that, I can't do that. Like once I change the integrity of the structure, I do then bring in the whole building code aspect. And, and, and just I don't and say- real quick, so everyone understands, guys, older homes have full-cut lumber. They do not build that anymore. It's it, we, we now have engineered wood. And nominal that is, sizes. That is, exactly. That is much smaller. Not saying it's it's less inferior. I mean, they, they manufacture this stuff so it can create larger weight loads, but it's not true full-cut lumber all the way through. So yeah, that's, and that's why it becomes so difficult. And not every home has a you know a log floor or anything like that where it's hewn like that. And I mean, you'll have some, uh, you know, sawmills have been around for quite some time, maybe not driven by electricity, but by water and what have you. Um, you're talking about true three by sixes, true three by eights, and it's, you know, beefy structures. But then as soon as you start to alter that, the building inspectors, again, they have a job to do, and I respect that. But then it goes against what, what standards are today so then it's like you have to replace it all i'm like well, i can't replace it all like well, that's not that's part of the home you can't it should be protected more is what i'm saying and me. also the education is like there is no yin and yang in this they have a job to do they have laws and and they look there's the guillotine it's done and the code has to be followed of course but so so, so let me ask you this how is do you do you ever see any of your clients or do any people have liaisons where some, some where a historian or somebody will actually help them through that period correctness. Yes, because, because like, like you said, said dude, I, I still I, do I don't John. know what the 1700s. I mean, the 1700s, but I don't know how it so was. Every, but here's the deal: every township was different. Every like the structure. So a farmer lived there. It's going to have this sort of mentality. If it was higherfalutin, you're going to have this. I still look to the historians to say, okay, what was it that you guys had in the house? That's where the research. In my opinion, if you buy an older house, you're buying it for a reason. You want the history. So the history becomes first. And then that, jeez, that Bud Light is... Yeah, I'm in the same, I'm in the same boat. Uh, well, take a breath. Yeah, you guys and have any antacids? I'll, I'll, I'll make this comment. You know, I... To your, point of the, of, to, your, to your point of the building inspectors having a job to do, I, I have two schools of thought on that. Number one is in the multifamily market where we are in a, in a Jersey City, right? It's on. It's indisputable. Like you, you're talking about people who don't know each other living in the same building. Each each unit needs to have the proper fire rating and all that stuff so that nobody burns down anybody else's structure. Of course. Now, when you go out into Pennsylvania and you're out sticks. in single in the sticks in the single family homes, I feel like that we need to have more protections for the history because. It's a standalone structure. You're not infringing on someone else's life. You are trying to protect a piece of history. You're deciding to spend the money to do so. And so long as you have a good contractor who's going to do things, quote unquote, by the book, you need to have some type of leeway or leniency to allow for both of these things to coexist. So there's 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 uh, a train of thought that I always loved because I remember my dad always used to my dad was a do-it-yourselfer like but he was a horrible do-it-yourselfer like absolutely horrible like literally the kind of guy I remember waking up sometimes and he'd have like bolts on the countertop because he's not going to go to the store and buy bolts he's got bolts in the garage he's got like all sorts of my dad had so many coffee cans worth yeah you're like what the hell yeah I'm like how much freaking coffee did you drink that's like jacked up on question my dad had a had a um had a carrier with eight coffee cans welded together. Yeah. I, I, For no reason at all, just none. because he was trying to get away from mom, I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't know. He's just sort hey, of sitting it's there. Cool. it's cool to collect bolts. Don't yeah. put it down, guys. No. That, that's the new no. cool thing to do. When my dad passed, not to get morbid, but I inherited uh, like 18,000 coffee cans of bolts. <laughs> 
and I can't throw them away because I'm like, they're no, dad's sad, bolts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we sure. had to move them out of the way when we wow. were getting. I hope you chicken. don't move a lot because that would be really. That would be no, really I keep them at my mom's house. Yeah, I just <laughs> like, mom, you mind keeping these you on the mind, kitchen table? For I'll me? come by and visit. <laughs> well, I I think you know I think uh, a good point. I, I think for a lot of homeowners, if you have an old house and you're thinking of doing a renovation, what I would suggest and I'll tell people is have an initial meeting with your contractor, the historical person, whoever that is in your town and the building subcode official. Because maybe if you start meeting with the mines and you start showing a picture of what's gonna happen inside. Part of that, yes, I mean, but honestly, if you find the right contractor, if, if he's in your area, don't, I mean, I personally, you don't hire a contractor who lives an hour away. Uh, I don't give a, say that all the time. I don't give a crap. Thank you, Jeff. I'm Thank like, you, Jeff, for <clears throat> another another check for what we yeah. tell people all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, just golden nuggets, right, Golden John? nuggets, keep them coming, keep the golden <laughs> nuggets coming, I got little Jeff. dingleberries everywhere, I'll throw them your way. <laughs> oh boy, Okay. oh boy. So I can say that stuff, I can't. Weird, <laughs> let's get weird. Let's get weird. <laughs> um, so if you, you know, if you're going that far for a contractor, they're not going to know the inspector. If they have Correct. a relationship, Correct. if this is a historic home remodel, the, modeler, they will have had the hard conversations with that inspector at some point. Maybe one, maybe not one. I, ca I can't, I yep. can't tell you whether or not they did or they didn't. It might be an ongoing battle, <clears throat> but those fights are ongoing because everything is different. And you know what? Part of that is cool because it pushes the process a little bit, but it starts with vetting the contractor and knowing what, not necessarily what you want. You, there is a trust involved with a contractor, but it's not necessarily going out and be like, all right, this guy's the right price. So he's in our price point. No, it's not that. It's personality. It's, it's the guy showing feeling, up on time. It's the feeling yes. inside that you it's, get with it's someone. It's that. Is it, is yep. it, are you going to sit down around a table, drink a beer, have a coffee, let this guy into the house? Because there's times when you're not home. Right. So and do you feel comfortable with him making decisions? And that's also you getting off your damn ass and you going and seeing the other historic models that he's done in your area Preach, or around and saying, okay, and asking, hey, this was done uh, a week ago. Great. I'll go see that house. But what are the ones that you've done five years ago? Right. You've been in business for 20 years. I want to talk to those people. How is everything holding up? And, and, and you know what's interesting about that? For, you know, especially Everything respect, is interesting what I say. With, 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 <laughs> with respect to second beer homes. I think that homeowners who have had that work done are super keen to want to talk to the they next person to get their house done. And and they want to either say, this is really bad now, or they want it, They have an immense amount of pride about the renovation. So a, a lot of what Jeff is saying here is... Golden nuggets. A lot of what Jeff is saying here, yes, is golden nuggets. But it is also... A lot of what we said earlier on in the project planning series, but on, on a bit of steroids, right? You need, you need to do everything with a little bit more focus and a little bit more attention to specific details. Not in every, every section of the process, but especially when you're talking about selecting the contractor specifically. Because if you screw up a historic renovation, there's no going back. You know, in TV, I remember when we started, and they were like, ah, oh, we uh, we didn't get that. Can you do it again? I'm like, I hate that. Dude, oh the wall's God. down. I'm not fucking putting yeah. it back <laughs> yeah. up. What are you, what are you talking about? How. Next time, have the cameras ready, right? So if you screw it up, it's really, really tough to come back from that. This stuff is hundreds of years old. So, I, you know, to, to Jeff's points, I would, I would really, really listen to what he's saying here. Um, well, you know what? Let me ask you this, because we've given a lot of, I think we've already given a lot of great information to homeowners. Tell me, I would personally like to know, tell me about one of your hardest renovations that you've done. 
what did you personally go through and, and, and what did you learn from it? Because, I again, think they all suck. I mean, they, and I don't mean me, suck. They I all think do. they're all hard. There's got to be one that sticks out like, whoa. That really – that pushed me. That, that one right there pushed me to the limit. So I can tell you there's two that come to mind. One Episodes or private, or, or um, private person? I will say one is private and one is an episode. Okay. Okay, one is my own house. Oh, cool. Um, love that. I love, we love hearing it happen to the uh, person. Yeah, the guy who on the works on right old bones. He works on all the old homes. It happens to him I real. Live, and I think people sometimes, you know, you're in television. I, I really do think the misnomer, especially from other contractors, they look at it as like, oh, well, you're just an actor. I'm like, I couldn't act to save my goddamn life. <laughs> uh, not even close. You're so, a good talker, though. You got a good voice. Oh, uh, well. Jeff, you got a good voice. Oh, God, John, you're giving me so many compliments. I will tell you this, ma'am. You absolutely have a face for podcasting. Yeah, thank you. Thank that's you. What Josh, that's yeah. what Josh Temple told me when he did it. <laughs> I hate him. Where is he? Josh, by the way, we're missing you. Yeah, where the hell are you, Josh? Here, bro. Yeah, we got the two beers so we can share with you, but for some reason, there's, they're gone. They're gone. They're Sorry. gone. So, um, so, getting, so your own house. My what, own house. What, what, what well, first off, how old is your, is your own house? You, it's you 250 little, years old. It's a stone house. Stone house. 1750s-ish. Again, we, we got it back to a certain point. I think when I – this was my second old house. I had and this is two, based where? This is based uh, right outside of Westchester, PA. Got it. No, I'm I, not saying address. No, I mean, if you – yeah. Yeah, I totally no, I don't, After I don't want, all those compliments, I'll give you my address. <laughs> I don't want fans popping yeah. up like you said. So I, up I've had a couple people pop by the house to say hello. Anyway, um, I when I bought the house – I had just finished renovating my first old home, which was 230 years old. Or come close. I was close. I wanted to, like, replace some siding. But, you know, the family got big quick. Uh, I had two kids, uh, St. Bernard and a full, full-size lab. And I was like, okay, um, we had two bedrooms and two winder stairs. If anybody knows about winders, it's like it, it, you step. Not stepped, much room to get by. No, literally, my poor poor. My, my ex, unfortunately, my wife at the time, was walking up the steps. She could only literally go one way one with way. her belly. So she'd have to, and she'd be rubbing her arms on the way. And we decided, like, because there were so many fingerprints. No, there's not even room for handrails. So we decided to rub, like, stain in the wall, make it look old and what have you. Anyway, we finished that. Got, I got approval for an addition. I'm all ready to build an addition. And quite honestly, I don't think what people understand is that I'm a carpenter. I like to build furniture aspect. I'm not a builder. I'm not going to build you an addition or something like that. So I knew I was a little nervous about building an addition, trying to pick out all the details. So I was a little overwhelmed. And then I kind of, we had an well, opportunity. that's good to know. I mean, a lot of people are, Well, right? I, So that's good look, to know that even you are overwhelmed. Every so. day. I make mistakes, and I'm overwhelmed on a constant basis. I probably should take medication, but... <laughs> I didn't start drinking until 35, so I think 35 uh, was a good time to start a beer. Good time to start. Um, anyway, so uh, we moved from this one house because we thought, you know, the, the, the American dream. You're like, we need a bigger house. We need more sure. land. Um, so we moved away, and we bought another, the house that I live in now. And in buying the house, the second day I moved in, it flooded. Not Now, the second Whoa. day, the yard flooded. Completely the yard flooded, but then it drew into my attention to a couple of other different things where I noticed that the floor... It was like I kicked the heat on, and the heat's on for like a couple hours. It seemed okay. like a swimming pool. You know when you go in the swimming pool, that really humidity? Yes. No, I have a hydronic system, so it's a radiant heat where it's water in tubes. Yep. And for you people listening, water is pronounced water in your world or whatever. Water. I don't know, whatever, wherever you're Where's from. Where's the water? Where's the water? So anyway, um, <laughs> this is the second day I was hit with this, and I was carrying two mortgages. I'm not I'm not rich. I try to, I haven't got to make ends meet like everybody else. I'm a carpenter. So... 
I now have to renovate my entire first floor of my house. So oh I had God. to rip out, no, I rip up the floor and I noticed that um, there is a puncture in the radiant tube that had, ha that had been there for- oh, come on, no way. For probably a year, maybe? So there was a black mold. I, it's like getting punched in the face by oh a very, very large man. God. You know, like a John or an Anthony. I got hit in the face it right hurts. in the jaw. That, that hurts. It really hurts. hurts. It really hurt. Uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, like everything. And I was just overwhelmed because right all of a sudden I was like, I got my family coming in. I got small kids. And now is it as a black mold? Of course. No. So kids. I have to rip it all out now. And I have a dirt floor. <laughs> so I have a dirt floor. So now I have a process yeah. to go through. So again, but these, this, this, is, this, I mean, this, this is, is an old house problem. Like people are like, you, you oversee, and I, believe me, I looked at this house being like, I'm gonna replace plumbing, whatever. I'm taking a shower after I figure this, and I'm taking a shower in the drain, and I can't see the plumbing behind the walls. The shower's not draining. And I'm like, so I'm downstairs, I rip up the floor. I'm like, screw it, I'm gonna rip out the ceiling, see what's going on with the plumbing. So guess what? The plumbing's going uphill. That's why the thing's not going, that's why the thing's not draining. And then again, the day after, the entire yard floods to the point where there's a poor woman outside of my house in a Cadillac with water up to her window, like in her car. In the Did you ever know that you were in a floodplain? No, that was a is 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 a as is purchase. You you're as like, is you're purchase. Like, I got this, uh, guys. This is a little note to you: when you're purchasing a home, ask if you're in a floodplain area. Could help well, here's you down the, the road. They they did say no, like on the disclosure statement. Oh, it said, said no, okay. but they were wrong. They lied. So okay. they lied. <laughs> again, Not you, good. you you Tell can't me. go back. Eight yes, months, you, eight yes, months. You can go back. But again, as a homeowner, you're so nervous. I'm like, what are you gonna hire a lawyer? You're gonna I go know, back and do all this. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of this. And I'm yeah, scared. I'm repairing scared. repairing ninety percent of a home is a lot of money. I mean, at a certain point, listen, I'm not a fan of lawyers, but at a certain point. But here's point, the deal. I, I think that it's it's like as a guy, I don't know if it's this weird ego thing. I'm like, I can fix it. And I kept telling myself, I can fix it. I can provide for my family. I can do this. My poor I'll I'll carry my kids up the Grand Canyon walls. I'll figure it out like I'm strong and in the meantime that's when I started drinking I'm like oh my god good good good, good time to good reason it, it, it took him getting his house to flood out and then it started it was time to start drinking yeah it was time to drink so and it was it was eight months of living on the second floor with a microwave on a small table in the corner oh our living this room was in a bedroom crazy. uh again two this dogs the whole nuts. deal so now, wait. Did, did you have a contractor for this, or did you? No, this you were was doing me. This so this was wow. me trying to do it, but while like a working. one man band, or like yeah, no Just assistant. Me. Here's, no, the, here's the reason why is because I, again, I'm, I'm as I'm older, I'm, I'm getting more wise. I, it was like a, a shot at my pride to let somebody come into my house and work on my house. It was like, no, you don't do that. You do it all yourself. Like it pride was almost and wisdom like an were attack. usually juxtaposed a lot of times, uh, my friend. Juxta, you know. who? Where, where are you posing? Is here. Wisdom is over here, and they oh, yeah, go they against fight, each other. They fight every single step of the way. <laughs> and it was like it was like one of those things where you're like, okay, I can do this, and this ego kicks in, and you're like, I'm gonna do it. And then, and probably the reason why I got divorced was my wife was like, uh, no, come on, we need cabinets. I'm like, no, the microwave will be fine for another eight months. <laughs> oh my god, <clears throat> the dog's crapping on the bed. You're like, wait, and it's a Saint Bernard crab, so it ain't a little one. It's a big one. So now, so now you know what? I'm getting the full. Everything that I've heard, you've told me stories. Now I'm getting the real full picture. You're giving me hearing what happened to you in your home. But you like get look, it's perspective. It it's perspective. So when you look at a homeowner, you just want to, an old house homeowner. You just want to hug them. You just yep. want to freaking hug them. I understand what you're going through, and it is a relationship. People that that decide, regardless of whether or not you know what you're doing, you don't know what you're doing. It's like okay, I get it. But you're the kind of guy that somebody would want to hire to do that because you are 
personable like that and you do get it and you have an emotional attachment to these homes. So, you know, that's why we were really keen to do this podcast with you because it is it's really a subset of construction. Like old homes is, is just it's an anomaly unto itself and I think that it's not cost effective on my end either sometimes because no. you, you oh, get I, emotional no, 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 and you're like, look, if somebody came to me and be like, my house flooded yesterday, I need your help. Can you help me out? And you're going to do it. You're going to look at the numbers and you're going to figure out what you need to do to make yourself eat and get your kids to school and stuff like that. And then that's about it. And right. then you're going to figure out what sustains you because it is that you get purpose. You know, again, yep. it goes back to that. Like, what am I leaving behind? Because I want my kids to understand that. Because that's something. Sure. If I can get my goddamn daughter to get her head unburied from the phone, right? You know, stop looking at yeah. a screen and go play with look some at all uh, around hand-hewn look, lumber look at that, and some old look at, stone. But, but again, that's a bigger appreciation. It's one thing to say, look, they took that, they cut the tree down, they hewed it. But then let's talk about, okay, you cut the tree down. Why did they hew it right away? Well, because it was easier to cut. They learned well, from their mistakes. Wet. Look at a car and marvel at the engineering behind the. People figured out people how say, to make say, that fuck goddamn thing. That was fucking amazing. There you go. <laughs> Woo, that feels liberating. Well, let me just say this. I think, I think you know, hearing all these stories and hearing the breakdown about what you've gone through, even in your own historical home, the biggest thing for everyone to realize is if you're buying one of these homes, guys, it's not going to be easy. It's, it's not, but, but, I was just going to say, the, 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 the big... I guess the big win here is that you can really have something that is unique that no one else has and at the same time make it fun. If you plan the right way, if you if you do all these things ahead of time, not saying it's going to be smooth all the way along, no. but it will definitely be a lot easier. It'll try you. Just it will make you stronger. Process. Yeah. I think yeah. Well said. That was, that was yeah, good? That was good. Oh, was I good. did all right on that one? Yeah. You got a golden nugget for John. Awesome, man. Listen, on that note, let's close it out. I think we're, we're all out of our two beers, so we do need to get more. Um, guys, I hope that, that shared a little bit of perspective on, on, um, you know, on the complications and the intricacies of, of true old home construction. Uh, Mr. Devlin, we appreciate your time. Thank you. It's Call me always sir. Always a pleasure, sir, to see you. Uh, always a we will pleasure, be hanging gentlemen. out at the Bash tonight, guys. That was another episode of Home with the Cousins. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, guys, real quick before you go, we just want to say thanks for listening to the show this week. And if you have a second, please subscribe on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. And share the show with your friends so we can keep growing this great community. Remember to check out homewiththecousins.com to read our show notes from this episode, see past episodes, download our free renovation document package, or just to send us a note. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Carino Anthony and at Culinary John. Our show is produced and edited by yours truly, with original music intro and outro created by Steve and Joseph Padula. I'm Anthony Carino, and thanks for listening.